Yo, what's going on? It's AJ and Brandon back again with the Opinionated Podcast. We've been out some time. We've been busy. We haven't been able to connect. But here we are, right before the 2021 season. Back with the podcast. Back to do it. Oh, I'm super Brandon. excited for the 2020 season or 2021 season. It's going to be. Yeah, I'm sure after that big fat L in the Super Bowl, I'd be excited too. I was hiding in my closet for like six months <laughs> and didn't see me. Hey, yep, yep. Unfortunately, we're missing uh, Jay today. Hopefully, he'll be back next time. I don't know. We'll see. You know, that man's full of excuses. <laughs> oh, okay. On All the right. pod, on the pod. On or on there, it's on the record. Play it back. <laughs> Get them receipts. He said it. Uh, Anyways, I mean, now it'd be easy to say there's not a lot going on right now, but there certainly is. Hall. We just had the Hall of Fame game. We just had the Hall and Hall of Fame enshrinement. Next week, the preseason officially starts for the rest of the teams, and it's only three weeks preseason now because that fourth week got kicked to a, a week eighteen game or week eighteen. 17 game for the season. Oh, I mean, I don't know about you, but I mean, as a player, I don't want to play no 18 game or 17 games. That's just another week, another wear tear on the body, another chance for injury, and just a longer season in general. I know fans love it. It's another week to play, but as a player, I'm like, no, no, I don't want to do that. I mean, what do you think? I mean, they actually added like two weeks basically because they added another wild card team. So, you know, now you're playing some teams will play an extra game that they didn't have to if they got those number two seats. So now you're trying particularly adding like another game for some certain people. Um, but I think it's awesome. I think, you know, they're I don't want to say like, oh, you know, you're getting paid all this money. But, you know, they're playing a child's game and it is wear and tear on your body. But get another game to get another sack if you want to break some records or if you want need to get that milestone to get that bonus if you need a pass for so many touchdowns you can get that bonus with that extra game and just more motivation for teams to have down the stretch to say we have that last chance to get in and you know play football i mean well that's the thing though too right when you're talking about extra extra you can pad the stats a little more with that extra time but and i know we've seen it done uh, throughout the football history where they've extended the seasons from what 12 games to 14 games to 16 and now there's 17 mm-hmm. so is there a caveat on those records now i know it's been done before but but never in my lifetime uh, neither yours and i'm sure for the majority of the listeners but is there a caveat now um you know is there a little asterisk next to that like hey i broke the record for most passing yards in the season yeah but they did it in 16 games it took you 17 they do that now fans always do that i mean uh, oh this era was way harder in this era for mj you know not going to compare him to lebron or kobe or this era was way tougher for tom brady now all they do is throw the ball on patrick mahomes that's why he got 50 touchdowns like it's all they do it all the time in general I mean, I think that's why it's so important to differentiate between eras. I don't think you can say, hey, this player at this position is the greatest of all time ever. I I don't think you can do that anymore. I think you have to separate them by eras because they play in different eras. I don't know. I think you can. I think you really can. Like Tom, Uh, uh, Tom Brady is not the greatest. He's clear cut. There's like nobody. I mean, he is. Yeah, are you going to say, I mean, Jerry Rice is the greatest? Jerry Rice is the greatest. You know, so, I mean, 
we can't. I mean, I don't think there'll ever be, like you said, there'll always be an asterisk. There'll always be like, so now future down the line, nobody's ever going to compare, no matter how great they, these athletes are, to the ones that made the staple, to the ones that are like Tom Brady, MJ, um, Wayne Gretzky, and the hockey, and, uh, you know, things like that. So now these future players have to deal with that. Yeah, but I think errors are important because you i think uh differentiating them based on errors is important because the game is played differently yeah than the way but that's not their fault uh, it's not their fault but it's not something that you can take away from them and or it's not something you can take away somebody who is a competing legend or the greatest in their era say oh well it it was made easier for tom brady because tom brady it, he was around when it was more throwing oriented as opposed to a joe montana who even though the niners were farther ahead in other teams by throwing it but it was more primarily running right. so i think that's why it's important to make sure that you talk about eras but i mean hey since we're talking about the greatest what did you think of this year's Hall of Fame class? I know you got you I know you got some of the names right there. Yeah, I thought it was a good Hall of Fame class. I don't think I was upset with anybody who really got in. I mean, just to name a few with Palomalu, Bruce, Edron James, Paint Manning, um, John Lynch, Charles Woodson. Charles Woodson's probably one of my favorite players. Um, I just love how he plays the game. He's, you know, only what, only defensive player to win the Heisman? No, oh Charles Woodson? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, but you were saying like, John Lynch. I'm like, no, I don't no, know no. He ain't Charles, Heisman. Charles Woodson. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I, I don't think I had any problems because now we're starting to get to the era of where I, you know, or we watch football. You know, like these are the the Hall of Famers that we grew up watching now. So it's like, yeah, yeah, I remember that guy. Like before, it was always, uh, I don't know, I don't really know too much about this guy. Yeah, yeah, I, I think, for the most part. I think they hit on a lot of good, uh, what can't, I don't want to call them candidates, but hall of famers. Uh, I mean, I personally, I think the hall of fame has been diluted, uh, for some years now, you know, the hall of fame is reserved for the best of the best, the greats of the greats. And that's why it's important to make sure, like I said, you differentiate between that era or else yeah. you're always comparing who the best of this era is to the best of all time and a lot of times they might not match up but they might be the best player of their era at that position um but i think that's the that's the goal that's the main thing those who get elected to the hall of fame should be the best players of their era and bill parcells said that if you are the best or one of the best uh, players at your position for i think you said three to five years don't quote me then you know you're elite or you know you basically should go to the hall of fame and well let me give you a a quick thing or then real quick like would you put priest uh holmes in the hall of fame oh priest holmes was a beast but the only thing with priest holmes was what priest holmes was the best at his position for what three three years years. Three years behind one of the best offensive linemen. Hey, it don't and, matter. It don't matter. <laughs> and after those three years, he fell off a cliff. Yeah. And he was nowhere to be found before those three years. But, you know, so, he had a better three-year stretch than Damian Tomlinson, Adrian Peterson, and all that. He did, but is that three-year stretch alone off of an NFL career of nine years? Uh, Would it give or take? Yeah. 
is that so those three years out of no nine year career was good enough to be in the hall of fame no i agree with you but when you're saying bill parcel says three to five i don't agree with three years well that's why i said three to five i mean three years definitely shows consistency right yeah um but uh back to what i was saying i mean i think you have to be considered the best if not one of the best which i mean if we're talking about elite players in a category for the most part it's what one to two people, three people at the position at the most who's elite or else you start watering it down and start putting people who's like really good into there. But I don't see anybody who wasn't one of the best, the best, if not the best during their era, except for, I would say John Lynch. John Lynch was certainly not one of the best safeties in his era. He was very good. He was on a hall of fame defense. He was absolutely on a Hall of Fame defense, and he was limited as a safety. John Lynch was more of a box safety who had some range, who had who had pretty good range with coverage, but he certainly wasn't one of the best in his eras. We know who those two were. We know that was Ed Reed and Troy Polamalu at their respective positions, but definitely not John Lynch. Uh, I don't, uh, I, you know, give or take Alan Fanica, but I think everybody else, they hit the nail on the head. You know, Edgar and James was absolutely one of the best running backs for a long time. Yes, I love the style of Edgar and James. He's, his hop step was bar the best that I've ever seen. Um, not cuts, not like Barry Sanders stuff, but just making people miss with that one hop left, right, going maneuvering through the holes. Uh, he was definitely one of my favorites looking at him. Especially with the oh, black visor, the black man can't. The black visor, the gold teeth, <laughs> yeah. the locks hanging out the helmet. Did you see what he they, said? Oh yeah, yeah, I saw what he said. The, I wish I could pull it up right now, but but I but I can't find it, and I and I don't have my phone on me. But it was, I mean, they say he, he brought the house down with his Hall of Fame speech. Yeah, he said something I mean, on the lines of, uh, you know, I started my my career with gold teeth, and I ended it with a gold jacket. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There was um, something else that he said. He said, you know, when I'm long dead and gone and these kids are going to be walking through the halls of Canton, they're going to see, um, you know, my locks and that I did it for the culture. <laughs> I did it for I was like, oh, bro. Cool. Yeah. I was like, OK. All right. And man, he could really do everything. He run it pass block. He can catch out the backfield. There was nothing that Edgar and James couldn't do. It's it's unfortunate he couldn't. You know, he he wasn't on that Super Bowl team, but. I mean, it is what it is. He's in the yeah. Hall of Fame. Well, wasn't he on the Cardinals in that Super Bowl? Yeah, I think I think a year or two before they let him go when he went to the Cards, and their running back at the time was Dominic Rhodes and Joseph Adai. I think mm-hmm. they just drafted Joseph Adai to the first yeah, round of LSU just, that year. Yep. Yeah, 2009. Um, right. I, think, yeah. it, I, I mean, you know, so, I mean, moving down the list, obviously Peyton Manning. I mean, you don't, you don't have to say anything about Peyton Manning. No. I think he speaks for himself. I think, you know, like Charles Woodson, like you talk about who was able to elongate his career after he didn't have the speed to play corner anymore. And that that's always kind of the thing that people look at. Like, hey, if they can't, they don't have the speed to play corner anymore, but let's move them to safety. It's not always practical. And he's somebody who did it and still played safety at yeah, such a was, high level. He was just as good. Right. He was just as good at safety and, you know, not afraid to go up and lay a hit on somebody always trying to swipe the ball out. Um, you know, I, I know he's a Raider and probably a Raider for life, but those green Bay years were awesome. 
Yeah, he was he was certainly good on with those Green Bay years, and I think they really helped him kind of give him his juice back. Because I mean, hell, playing for the Raiders that long, <laughs> yeah, come yeah. on, that's gonna yeah. suck the life out of anybody. <laughs> Don't nobody yeah. want to lose like that. But uh, it was great. And then you know, Troy Polamalu, one of uh, probably the best box safety to play the game, or one of the best. Uh, he was he was really good. I you know you already know how I feel. I think he was overhyped. I think he was overrated a bit, but that. He was still great. Oh, no, he he did some crazy stuff. I mean, he did stuff that everybody's probably afraid to do of now in the NFL. Well, especially with all the speed on offense and all those big arm people uh, like Patrick Mahomes and uh, Josh Allen, that they wouldn't try to do anything like that. They would never hop over the line of scrimmage. They would never try and run around and be this hybrid safety um, that everybody looks at him as. And But, I mean, like you could say his one-on-one coverages probably weren't the greatest, but – just him being that rover flying around and making plays, he deserves it for sure. Yeah, uh, yeah, I agree. I mean, he he had a he had a nose for the ball. Whether yeah, definitely, it was, whether it was it's disguising coverage and and jumping jumping it, or it was forcing a fumble or hopping over the line, he definitely had a nose for the ball. And the one thing I hated was when fans would always try and say he's better than Ed Reed or try to compare the two because. Troy Polamalu didn't have the coverage skills that Ed Reed had, and Aaron Rodgers certainly exposed him for that during the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, that was that was a little rough if you're a Steelers fan watching that when uh, Greg Jennings took that corner route to the end zone. Um, I remember watching them talk about it and how he said that Troy Polamalu always does this uh, this blitz or something like that when he when he comes up, and you know they studied the tape. He took him, boom, ran right by him, freaking touchdown. Yeah, but he he's certainly the bane of my existence, always pissing me off, <laughs> freaking, you know, jumping out, intercepting Flacco, knocking the ball out for Flacco when he would get a sack. But, I mean, well-deserved. That's how good he is then. If he's making I mean, you mad, that means that's how good he is. I mean, absolutely. I mean, anybody that wears that uniform pisses me off. But uh, it, it was certainly well deserved. I think I think they got it right. I don't think he was a first ballot Hall of Famer, which he wasn't, which I thought they got right. But he made it in there, and I, I think he, I think the bust with the hair, him and Edgar and James, the, those were probably. I think Edgar and James probably got the dopest bust in there. But yeah, his uh, shrine was awesome. Did you see it? You're talking about his bus, right? right? His right. Hall of Fame bus? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. with the hair, yeah. <laughs> yes, that was that was crazy. That was pretty cool. The, the, the details that they did with that was awesome. Yep. And then, uh, what, going down the line, Alan Fanica, longtime guard for the Steelers. Yeah. And Raiders coach Tom Flores, who, if I'm not mistaken, is the first Mexican head coach in the NFL and also in the Hall of Fame. That's so, awesome. That's good to hear. Yeah, that's that's great. I know they were petitioning for him to get in about a year ago, especially when he was they had him on those um not Budweiser, but Coors, those Coors commercials. Oh yeah, so, I do remember that. Yeah, he finally gets in. So that that's good. So nice. let's 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 go on and move down the list. Let's get to some of the headlines, the head topics. There has been some record breaking. I mean, it, it seems like it's it's record breaking every every new contract, right? Some record breaking contracts. Uh, we see Josh Allen got paid. Uh, Dar- uh, what is it? Darius Leonard, top inside linebacker with ninety nine point two five million, and Xavier Howard got his deal restructured. I know we're gonna take. We're going to walk through those one at a time, but let's, let's talk about Darius Leonard. 
who got paid uh what 99.25 million dollar extension who just topped fred fred warner could you hear that yeah you heard that yeah and the click the click no 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 the 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 what's it called the the commercial oh no oh good okay because i clicked the link and then it did that okay so fred warner just got paid what a couple weeks ago three weeks ago and darius yeah. leonard came through they extended him they topped him with that now five years 99.25 million dollar extension sounds like a lot but the important number is the guaranteed salary so in that he gets 52 and a half guaranteed and, and he's looking at about 20 million per year over the first three years. Okay. So Leonard Leonard linebacker from the Colts, two first team uh, all pro selections in 2018 and in 2020. Uh, give me some of your thoughts on that. Well, first of all, congratulations because I mean everybody who works that hard and gets to the NFL and deserves to get paid. And so I mean congratulations. But as a fan, I'm gonna say my take, and I don't think I would have paid him more than Fred Warner. Um, mm. Darius Leonard is a great linebacker. Great. But he does have some flaws. Um, I mean, I just don't see him as the top linebacker. I probably would have tried to pay him as much because you have to do this. I mean, as soon as somebody gets paid, you have to either go over or you have to try and manipulate some of the, the salary in order to keep them. But you know, and he is a staple on that Colts defense. So I don't know what you were going to do if you didn't extend him. Um, maybe put the franchise tag on him. But I don't think I would have paid him over Fred Warner. Uh, so, I mean, you say that because you think Fred Warner is the better player between the two? Yeah, definitely. Okay, despite um Darius Leonard getting first team all pro two out of his three years of being a pro yes I do think that still with Fred Warner because he could Fred Warner I don't think he has any weaknesses um he can cover I know Darius Leonard can cover too as well but he just always seems like he was the uh one always been one of the top leading tacklers in the NFL um I'm not sure what Darius Leonard's stats look like um but to me, I would have went a different route. Um, Darius Leonard coming in with 132 tackles and three sacks last year. Yeah, the same. Yeah, Leonard, right? Yeah. And Fred Warner came out with 125 in one sack. Oh, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I just watched the Niners a little bit more than the Colts. <laughs> Probably. So here's the thing. Like, I, I mean, I, it doesn't matter who it is. If they're somewhere relative at top five in their position, it's like you said, you have to make them the highest paid in order to retain them and keep them. Uh, we, we saw that with what quarterbacks year after year before Mahomes got his make a contract. We saw at one point Derek Carr was making more money than a Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers. He certainly wasn't better than them, but you got to pay that money in order to keep them. I personally have no problem with Leonard getting that contract, and I would certainly pay him that every year. Darius Leonard is on a flawed defense in comparison to Fred Warner and the Niners. Fred Warner and the Niners have a beast of a defensive line with pass rushers who make his job a lot easier, whereas Darius Leonard just got DeForest Buckner last year, 
And I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it to you. Can you name me any other significant member of that defense? Uh, yeah. The well, you already said Buckner, right? Right. Yeah. Um, no, you cannot uh, because I'm not that familiar with the Colts, but I know they have pretty good corner uh, that they just drafted not too long ago. But they play together good as a defense. Um, you could certainly make the argument that it's him that's keeping it all together because the linebacker, he probably wears a green dot on his on the back of his helmet, so he's keeping it all together. But they rank the Colts top 10 defense and stuff like that and all the time. So, I mean, you don't get that by just being him. You get that. I mean, I don't know if the Colts are a top 10 defense. If I mean, you, you know it's significantly different if – they are thinking they're going to be a top 10 for the defense for the season. But to say in each of his three years, they have been a top 10 defense. I don't, I don't think you could say that. I mean, yeah. do, do you have anything that says they're a top 10 defense or anything uh, like that? Let's see. And then not to mention, you know, the, per year basis, like I said, Darius Leonard's going to be averaging about 20, the first two, first three years. Fred Warner looks like he's going to be averaging about 19 a year. I don't know how many years, but it's not too much of a difference. So there are 11 overall last year. Okay. I know that that definitely helped with DeForest Buckner. Mm-hmm. And then um, I can't really. Yeah, but uh, I know that they've, they always say that they have a pretty good defense every year. Um, I mean, when you think good defense, you think Colts? I don't. No, no. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, yeah. I well, they they're sneaky. They're not like all over the place good. They're not they, like you don't have the standout players besides Leonard. Um, mm-hmm. You don't have the people who are going to be the big names and like oh yeah, this person like TJ like a TJ Watt is going to get eleven and a half sacks, fifteen and a half sacks every year. Because those are the things that make splash plays and things. But when they play sound together as a defense, the you know all together as a whole, you can say mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I hear you. Um, yeah, just I mean, well deserved. That dude's a rock. I mean, uh, all pro. You know, I don't I don't put any stocks into Pro Bowls. Pro Bowls is a popularity contest, and oh. that's why you see year after year, snub after snub guys that didn't deserve it and make it it's because it's all, all primarily popularity because the fan votes, the fan vote holds a significant amount of weight in it. It's not a hundred percent, but it's, it's enough. Whereas you have the all pro who are voted on by sports writers. So Darius Leonard, two out of his three years, uh, seasons, he first team all pro. Yeah, that's great. And that, and going back to where you're saying who you can name on the defense, like I forgot Xavier Rhodes played really well for them last uh, last year. Just well, surprising too. There's that Nick that I was bump. talking about. <laughs> yeah, he came. He played really <laughs> solid last year, and they he was like not back to himself. I mean, he was one of the best corners for like a year or two. But um, yeah, no, the Colts have been solid on defense, and definitely due part to Darius Leonard. I was just trying to compare. I was really just trying to compare him to Fred Warner, and I probably um, shouldn't have because now seeing <laughs> how he is. My bad. My bad. Yeah, yeah. Let me backtrack. <laughs> All right, let's let's keep it pushing. So, Josh Allen, the first quarterback from the 2018 quarterback class to get paid. 
Josh Allen clocked in with an extension that tops out at $258 million. Sounds like a lot. Well, $250, that $150 is fully guaranteed. And he's looking at about $43 million in uh, average salary, which is second to Mahomes at forty-five. But I think Ian Rappaport came out and said Josh Allen's deal pays out better than Mahomes did, which is understandable because Mahomes didn't want to break the bank because he wanted to keep money out there to get his teammates signed. With this massive contract, uh, Josh Allen is the first one to sign before a Baker Mayfield, a Lamar Jackson. And if we're being honest, you know, there's not really any hope for Sam Darnold or Josh Rosen to sign anything close to this, especially Josh Rosen. But after Josh Allen's crazy leap, from 2019 to 20 what do you think about this contract one and two would you have signed him to this kind of a contract or would you have felt as a fan more comfortable to wait a year i I just say get it done i mean he's the quarterback and he's already been playing at a high level. So, I mean, I would just say get it done. I mean, rather the more longer you wait, right, they say the more expensive it is or the worse that the contract gets and things like that, uh, more complications, you know. Uh, so I would have just said get it done. They extended him. Now they don't have to worry about it. And I thought he did do some uh, sort of a friendly deal. What? I mean, you, you think second annual – what annual quarterback value is is really not, a team not, friendly? Well, yeah, well, like I'm saying, like with Mahomes and stuff like that, how that he can push it, they can like push the give money more money uh up front and guaranteed and stuff like that year after year, so they can have more on the salary cap. Yeah, I mean that it's designed that way, but as it sits and as it stands, with two com- with the comparisons between the two, Josh Allen stands to get paid. More. more okay um because if i'm not mistaken with my homes deal those are options those are what team and player options on yeah. those on those so uh, you know it, it, you'd have to see how it shakes out for yeah. those years but i mean this contract is crazy i i honestly thought lamar jackson would have been the first one to sign because you know it's now you know with those other two quarterbacks they could potentially ask more than what josh allen got because that kind of like sets the bar for the next one you know yeah but i agree um it's something that you get done as a if i was a bills fan i wouldn't be mad at it personally you gotta gotta pay him right as a fan i still want to see how he does this year you know you know one year is an anomaly two to you know they do it for two three years they do it for like three years then you know that's the type of player that they are and for him to have that astronomical jump from 2019 to 20, it, it was crazy, right? Like yeah. nobody expected them out of 220. So I expect to see some regression, and it's not bad regression uh, this year. It's kind of like the same thing how you saw some regression from Patrick Mahomes' MVP year to his second year. It's that the bar was set so high it's unattainable from year to year. So you're not going to see him do as well, which isn't indicative of him being worse. It's just that that bar was too high to, you know, yeah. To nobody touch. can perform that year after year after year. Right. And Same thing, which you, you saw with Lamar Jackson in 2020 to, I mean, 2019 to 2020. Yeah. And yeah. As fans, you kind of get numb to the, to the whole like spectacular plays and things like that, because you, ex- you just expect that now, not realizing like, dang, that was really special. And that doesn't really normally happen. 
because these guys make it happen more often than not with Lamar, Patrick, and uh, Josh Allen. So when you're looking at these plays, you're like, man, or and he doesn't make convert a third and 20. Oh, man, you know, he should have threw it down deep. And because these plays that they're making happen so special so often, you kind of get numb to it. Yeah, yeah. I, I expect defenses to play him a lot different this year than, you know, the year before. I think they kind of have a sense of who he is, and so they're going to play him a lot different. So over under uh, are 25 touchdowns for him. Oh, I think over, definitely over 25 touchdowns. Okay. 25 touchdowns is is the new I, <laughs> 25 I, not, is the old uh the old Tony or something like that or what is I'm it? I'm not saying 25 touchdowns is bad. I think 25 touchdowns for any quarterback is a good number. That's yeah. good. But, you know, so many fans, oh, he didn't throw 30 touchdowns. What the what the hell you think this is? Like yeah. they just <laughs> like 25 touchdowns is good for any quarterback, but I think when you're looking at those top tier quarterbacks then you have that expectation of more. You have the expectation of like 30 plus. Yeah. So going down the list, we saw what Xavier Howard, he's been pretty frustrated with the last couple of years now. He got his new contract. He was frustrated about that. And then he asked, he formally requested a trade this year, except the Dolphins and Xavier Howard restructured his contract. Now it has a max value of $16.3 million. And I think it was around six million got converted that wasn't before to guaranteed salary. Uh, do you think this this new restructure is going to be good enough to keep Xavier Howard happy, or do you think we're going to see something of another similar scenario the following year? No, I think he'll be fine. I think it was he was just upset because he didn't really understand his contract when he signed it. He even said, like, I when I signed the line, I didn't even truly understand my contract. So he was just saying, hey, either you're going to trade me or you're going to give me this money because then I'll go play for somebody else who is going to pay me, you know? So now that they restructured, he's probably he'll probably be fine. Speaking of just thinking about player and organization having differences, did you hear about Michael Thomas? Yes, I did. With Sean Payton and him not doing his rehab correctly. Yeah, and him ignoring the Saints for three months. Dang, I didn't hear that. Yeah, so the report came out that Michael Thomas had ignored phone calls from the Saints for about three months because they didn't want him to get that. I, I, they didn't want him to get the surgery or the surgery timeline, but he ignored calls for them for for months and then he went and got that surgery and now he's out for what the next six to eight weeks six to 12 weeks well, okay well what it seems like michael thomas doesn't want to play for the saints to yeah me. so i mean i and it seems like sean payton's unhappy with what's going continuing to go on why don't they just why don't they seem i don't know why, why he hasn't been open to say i want you guys to trade me why hasn't it gotten to that point yet it may be it may be something with his contract. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. You know, only he knows that. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. I don't I mean, you saw they had the issues last year. He got in a fight with the teammate. He was hurt. Um, what I don't I don't think they suspended him, but it, it wasn't a good it wasn't good last year, and it just seems to continue to spill over. I don't expect Michael Thomas to be on the team for much longer, uh, to be honest. And I was kind of excited to see him and, and Jameis. Now that's going to be a slower. Now they're not going to have time to develop the chemistry together. 
um, they're not going to have time to be on the same page and stuff. So that's going to even affect Jameis and like the whole Saints team. So that's probably why Sean's a little frustrated. So that impacts on um, on everything. Uh, so I wouldn't see the Saints coming out week one tearing it up. They might be on a little slow start. And hopefully they can get things together. Yeah, who knows? I mean, I don't I don't think there's too much to worry about without the loss of Drew Brees, especially when you saw the type of player Drew Brees was these last couple of years. But I think that's more of a testament to the type of head coach that Sean Payton is, uh, the scheme that he brings up, and honestly, that offensive line. That offensive line is top five, so I don't think it, it matters too much of who you got back there because he's going to, he's going to make it work basically. And for him to have so much confidence in Jamin, Jameis Winston and uh, Taysom Hill, you know, with those guys, he probably has some things planned for them. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So we have preseason coming up this week. It's the first time fans get to look at their, their newly built team, you know, via free agency, the draft, any any trades that were made. I know um, you're excited to see your team. What what's something that you're looking for with this new team at a game one of preseason uh, for the Chiefs? Yeah, I'm looking for the young offensive line. Definitely, I know that's like been a topic for the Chiefs over and over and over again. But, I, I mean, they're going to start, like, they might start three rookies. They might have three babies up front, and that's something Andy Reid never does. Andy Reid always goes with the veteran. He always puts uh, the veterans up front first because he feels like they deserve it. They, they're a vet. Uh, the rookies have to prove it. So, in order, these our whole right side with Creed Humphreys, um, Trey Smith, and maybe Lucas Niang might all be starting week one. So I want them to get a lot of reps and see how they do. I mean, do you really think that Andy Reid's going to play that starting offensive line like deep into the game? Do you think they're going to get more than a couple reps? Because I, I know they got to get that that communication down. Yeah, that well, see, that's what I want to look for. I hope they play because they are rookies. I hope they play a little bit longer because just because they're starting, um, I know you don't want nobody to get hurt, but they are rookies. The more snap, the more reps, the better. But I know probably Nukes Niang will play deep into the second half. Um, I don't, and then Trey Smith will definitely play. But I don't know about Creed Humphreys. Trey Smith is a, a six-round draft pick out of Tennessee that they had him projecting going into the second round if it wasn't for uh, complications with, I think, blood clots in his lungs or something like that. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So super excited to see him. But before we go, I can't believe we forgot about Calvin Johnson making the Hall of Fame. Yeah, we can back up. <laughs> yeah, right. How are you going to forget Calvin Johnson? Well, there's Probably. so many good ones. There's so many good ones. And I know like Calvin, Calvin Johnson. Johnson. Yes, Megatron. Yeah. Yes, I know. I know. Two, Such a He hit the 2000 <sighs> mark, right? He hit the 2K yeah. on receiving. Uh-huh. That's insane. And that year he was playing through injuries because he was hurt every single week. Oh, my gosh. I remember I had him on Fantasy. Um, for that, but man, I mean, Calvin Johnson, it just, I, it felt like a wasted career just sitting there rotting on the lions, just like a Barry Sanders. Yeah. And that's, you know, and it's publicly, it's been publicly announced of all the bad blood that was between Detroit and Calvin Johnson. And it's like, just 
let the man free the man, you know, let him out. It was funny. I guess he came out and talked about how Aaron Rodgers would openly try to recruit him when they would play the Packers. <laughs> I mean, who wouldn't? I'm sure he got walked up to every day, every game. Could you imagine that? Him on the Packers with Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, that would have been something. They definitely would have won one more Super Bowl. I promise you that. Oh, yeah. I mean, even you looking at Aaron Rodgers. How many of those years real wasted? You, wow. got, you got one Super Bowl with arguably one of the greatest quarterbacks to play, especially in this era. Like, <laughs> I saw I saw a stat that his six playoff losses or something like that. Um, the defense allowed more than forty points on every single one. That's crazy. I remember when they got bounced by Arizona. The one twice. of the most craziest games ever. The one where he kicked the ball and ran it in for a touch. He like kicked the ball up off a fumble. Mm-hmm. And Carlos Dan was Carlos Carlos Dansby. I think so. I think Calais Campbell's the one that sacked him. Yeah. And he pulled his face mask and they didn't call it. Yeah. And Dansby scooped it. Yeah. And ran. Yeah. And Arizona has some of the most wildest games I remember. It's always Arizona. Yeah. They, they ain't playing no playoffs anymore. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? You don't think they'll make it? Heck no. I think they look good on paper. I don't think they can put it together. I mean, what? It's been two, three years now. Of them talking about, hey, Arizona going to do it this year. Arizona going to do it this year. And, yeah. they're, I mean, they're mediocre. Yeah. I, I mean. <laughs> it's like, I want to argue with you, but I I got I ain't got it. Do you think it's Murray? Do you think it's like him? Like, oh, you know. because I, I mean, certainly think he has he has a part to do with it. Because if you, especially when you look at his second half stats. Yeah. You look at him play. He's just not making plays. He's just not doing it. Yeah, he's not He's not putting himself – like, he's very good, but he's not putting himself in that upper echelon of quarterbacks with, you know, that Josh Allen, Russell Wilson, Pat, Tom Brady, all of them, you know. He's not taking that, like, leap, that superstar leap. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I don't know. You know, it remains to be seen. We'll see how it looks this year. Yeah. So let me know something that you're looking forward to with the Ravens and uh, who they're playing against. Oh, on what the, what, what am I? What am I not? What am I not looking for <laughs> with them? I mean, uh, for me, all eyes are on second year players, 2000, 2020 draft picks, and this year's players, twenty twenty one draft picks. Um, the the biggest ones that I want to see is I want to see who's who's going to look good in that quarterback to camp battle. Is it going to be a Trace McSorley or is it going to be Huntley that comes out? And that proves themselves to be the better for the second quarterback position or the second second QB spot. Now, uh, again, I want to see what the 2020 draft picks look like. I want to see what Malik Harrison and Patrick Queen look like in the middle. I doubt I'm going to see a lot of those two. It's going to be more of the actual season that I have to wait and see. But I want to see how uh, James Prochet, six-round pick out of SMU, Devin Duvernay, third-round pick out of Texas, look at wide receivers – Look at wide receiver along with, you know, first round pick Rashad Bateman and fourth round pick Teelan Wallace out of Oklahoma State. How do they look as receivers? They, you know, obviously you need that experience. Want to see how Odafe Owe looks on the edge. Him and Dalen Hayes, the fifth round pick out of Notre Dame, uh, how how they look. You know, I want to see how Brandon Stevens, the third round pick out of SMU, looks at safety because those are the players who are going to get a lot of time on the field. They're not going to get all the time, but they're definitely going to get a, a, a lot of time because I think with uh, Dalen Hayes and Odafe Owe, 
they kind of get bumped down the depth chart even more now because of the signing of Justin Houston. Mm-hmm. But from everything the coaches have talked about, it, it kind of indicates that Justin Houston is going to be, you know, like the pass rush specialist. He ain't going to be on there every down. So, I, I you know, that that's that's really what I look for. I look for UDFAs. And I look for the second year guys, the rookie guys, to see what they're going to do. Like a Ben Cleveland, uh, the third round pick out of uh, Georgia, who's playing left guard. How is this? You know, these young guys on the offensive line going to look? Are they going to? Are they going to be able to push? So I, I mean, that that's that's one of the things that I enjoy about preseason. A lot of a lot of those guys and how they're going to perform. So it's going to be exciting. It's going to be fun. Obviously, the first team guys. I mean. If, if you're watching preseason, hoping to see more of them and see how that looks, it's not. Everybody plays a vanilla defense, a real base offense uh, to not give anything away for the season. But, I mean, it, I mean, hey, it's football, especially when you're watching your team. Yeah. Well, let me, all these... let me ask you this. Um, do you think that a lot of these over higher pick players, I don't know necessarily about the first rounders, but what about the second, third rounders, are going to get more snaps because – of the one less preseason game or you think they're going to say, Hey, we kind of know what you guys are about. We're still going to get these guys, the work that ones that we can try and find to play special teams or try and uh, see if they're going to get on the field. I don't think the higher picks, I think, I think, you know, when you're talking about those higher picks who are already kind of locked in their position, I don't think they're going to get more time. You know, if you're talking about like a Trevor Lawrence at quarterback or a Najee well, yeah, Harris, yeah. Like those guys who are solidified and locked in their position, no, nah, they're not going to get more time. I mean, you would think because usually, use generally, what we would see for the preseason is the starters would get, um, well, not not a session, but uh, a drive, a drive. The starters would get a drive. They would get taken off the first game. Second game, they would get two drives, maybe three drives. In the mm-hmm. third game, they would play until halftime. Fourth mm-hmm. game, they would rest them. But even with the Hall of Fame game, the Cowboys didn't really have their starters out there. Steelers didn't have, yeah. you know, a lot of starters out there. So I don't I don't really think it's gonna change because now they have an extra full game of regular season, you know. So I think you might see the starters less especially if we're talking about like, oh, you know, they're going to play a lot in the third preseason game. I don't think so because that's going to be right before the regular season game, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. But, well, let's hope there's not a lot of injuries because that's not good for the game. It's not good for the fans, you know, and the team whenever there's these high-end guys going down. So hopefully they prepare themselves right and they know what they're doing because this is the first year with the three preseason game. So hopefully the coaches are doing their due diligence and – uh getting these guys prepared so that way there's not a lot of injuries definitely i i i hope they keep the the expanded practice roster the practice squad like they had last year yeah they expanded it from what nine to to 12 or to 15 or something like that yeah and then they you had that those call-ups i hope they keep that i know that'll certainly help and i think they passed that rule to where if you had nine active offensive linemen on your roster then you can activate an additional offensive lineman i'm not i'd have to look it up well yeah but... I'd, be, I'd be pissed if i was freaking sixth round seventh round or undrafted free agent corner coming in and i got three snaps today and i don't want to go back to work at home depot i'm trying to make this team you know so now it's like quite, kind of cool that they upped that so that person can stay on the team and hopefully uh make his mark <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah, but I'm excited. Definitely. The Saturdays are the games? This yeah, Saturday. this Friday and Saturday? I think. Yeah, I know uh, a lot of games are on Saturday. I didn't know if that was the first day. Yeah, Ravens games are on Saturday. I mean, it's the only game that matter. Bias. <laughs> doing the pod, you got to start watching more teams. Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, isn't that that's the great thing about fantasy football? We got you watch every team. Yeah, we got uh, Washington and Patriots on Thursday uh, and Steelers and Eagles on Thursday. And then we okay. got Friday games and we got Saturday mm-hmm. games. Right. Yeah. OK. Yeah. So all and then one, one game Sunday on Sunday. Game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chargers Rams you might want to tune into that Saturday. Um, not very too many other big games. I mean, I know it's preseason, but I'm excited. Okay, I'm not saying these preseason games are big games, but well, I mean, preseason's always good too. So you can always look at those players that your team didn't draft it that you wanted. Yeah, I, you know. But I mean, Jets, Giants, that a bit. who's watching that? Packers, Texans, who's watching that? <laughs> oh, Saints, Ravens. Yeah, that's good. Saints, Ravens, uh, Chargers, Rams looks cool. I might peep the Seahawks and. Uh, Raiders, um, man, Seahawks. Seahawks roster is always just like piss poor. I always look at their roster and be like, I mean, they have who's nobody. Good? They have nobody. <laughs> who's good? <laughs> <laughs> they have nobody. But they, I mean, I don't know. They do it, and I guess that's Russell Wilson being so special. But I don't know how they do it. I mean, they do it for the first half of the season, but the second half, you're like, oh, they're pretenders. They ain't gonna win nothing. Yeah. And what happens? Yeah, that Rams game in the playoffs was sad. Yeah, he shouldn't even have played that game. It's Russell Wilson was running for his life. I mean, it's every year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So but I mean, all right. yeah. So I'll definitely be watching some of these ones. Yeah. I mean, that's all I got. Any closing thoughts, sentiments, wishes? Um, no. There's just excited for football to be back. Um, finally. Yeah, it has been a long, uh, month, a long few months. So, uh, super excited to just see what these players are about. Um, I know college football was excited, was like electric last year. A lot, a lot of good players. So we could be seeing some of the future stars run around. Yeah, always something to keep an eye on, especially if you want to see who's coming up. Oh, definitely Jaguars Browns. I'm going. To, I'm trying to see some Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna watch play. that. I'm gonna he watch ain't that gonna first. play a lot though. I, I'm gonna watch that first drive. And I'm gonna change the channel. <laughs> yeah, you'll get nothing but uh, but the mullet back there. Yeah, Gardner Minshew. Who names their son Gardner? Come on now. Hey, I don't know. That's oh not, my gosh. Not get into that. Uh, but, <laughs> anyways, know. well, we're we're glad to be back. We're happy to be back. We're looking to be back every week. At least by Wednesday, we'd like to record. But please continue to check back. Send in any questions, opinionated.podcast8 at gmail.com. We'll answer your questions. We'll get a deep dive. Hey, whatever, man. We're here to have fun. We're here to talk. We're here to have our to share our opinions, whether you like them or not. But always up for debate. This is AJ. Catch you next time. Later.